Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show today. I'm going to give a big shout out to all of my local, national, and international listeners. Thank you for listening. Yes, this is Fantastic Tuesday, and I'm here with another dynamic guest and show for you today. You know, I want to welcome, again, those of you who are listening to today's show to call in with your questions and join in the discussion today because I'm sure this is a hot topic we're going to talk about and we have a very dynamic and interesting guest. You can call directly, toll free to 888-346-9141. And in case your friends were not able to listen to the show, remember, this show is archived and downloaded at a later time. So you can always listen to the show at a later time. And be sure to know that the Transformation for Success show is syndicated and on both the Empowerment and Women's channels. I'm here every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I welcome all of you to tune in to Transformation for Success. If any of you have any comments or suggestions about the shows, you can also contact me via Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, want you to check out my television channel on Transformation Voice America TV.com, Transformation Success TV, and view online. Visit your Android, iPhone, or your iPad, The Total Woman Show. Now, you know, you always hear about heroes and sheroes, and today I have on the, get, on the show a very special person who's definitely, in my mind, a shero. Because not only does she have a compelling story of transformational success, but she is the author of a compelling book called Sex Happens. Now, the show I titled today is a journey from teacher to chiropractor to medical examiner to author of the novel Sex Happens. So join me today as I welcome my guest, Dr. Carol Soloway, who every decade has changed her careers and is now enjoying the pinnacle, she states, of all of her careers as the author of Sex Happens. Greetings, Carol. Hello, Barbara. Dr. Barbara, how are you? I am great. I'm excited to have you on the show. You know, and I want to thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to do so. You know, for many years, Carol, you and I have talked about this, and you know, my joy has always been to empower individuals with simple success principles to transform their lives for more personal and professional success. And this show has given me that opportunity to bring to my listeners individuals such as yourself who are transparent and authentic in sharing their journeys. So it is just absolutely a delight. And I'm truly blessed to share with you listeners stories about these individuals, the true measure of success, who've gone through trials, betrayals, discouragements, challenges, and even negative friends, in some cases, horrendous backgrounds. Not that that's Carol's story, but there are many individuals who've experienced these. But in spite of all odds against them, many cases, they were able to align themselves on a journey track to success. And you know what I found out? It is so empowering to learn from others who've achieved at the level you desire. And you can learn so much from them as well as the strategies they used to transform their lives. So Carol, she's going to share some nuggets about her background. And let me just share a little bit too before, Carol, we get into the discussion. She was an English teacher. Ten years later, she went back to school to become a chiropractor. She established a very rewarding practice, which her son now runs. And then another decade passed and she became a qualified medical examiner. And she's been enjoying the challenges of that career, or this career, for 10 years. But I found out when I met Carol that writing has always been her passion. So she returned to school to take numerous creative writing courses. And now, of course, has written this book, Wow, Sex Happens. So I think what you're going to hear today from my guest, from all of her pursuits and accomplishments, the question's going to remain, wow, 
Dr. Soloway, how did you do all of this? So share a little bit about your early start. How did, what propelled you to become a, an English teacher? How did you start out? Where were you born? I was born in New York and um, went, actually got my ma- master's at Queens College so that, and, and undergraduate at NYU, so that's New York, New York. Yeah. And um, I just, I always loved reading from the time I walked to the library and took the bus to the library myself. And um, just, it was in writing short stories as a as a kid, and um, but you know you can't make very much money as a, a writer, who mm-hmm. an unknown writer, mm-hmm. not not a known writer. So um, I decided to be an English teacher, and it was wonderful, rewarding. But after ten years, I just decided I wanted to move forward in an, into another career. Well, did somebody uh, inspire you? Did you have a mentor or a mentor or, you know, that helped to propel you to, you know, start thinking about another career? That, that's, a, that's a great question. I'm, I think a mentor is wonderful, amazing, terrific. I have never found a mentor until wow. recently with my book. Never had one all the way through. And that... Um, so it was more self-driven. That's interesting. You know, because I believe uh, uh, everyone that is in this world is searching for something, and they have a purpose. They have, you know, they're looking for fulfillment or happiness, peace, contentment, something they're searching for. So obviously, this was, you began a quest. Um, and now, did you just jump out of, you know, did you just take that leap of faith and say, okay, I'm not going to be an English teacher, going to segue into something else? Well, no, I, I'm I'm um, too practical to do that. So I <laughs> went, I, and also when I, after three children, I mm-hmm. went back to school to become a chiropractor wow. with three children at home. And the family rule was no studying at the house. And I wow. graduated with honors. I don't know how. But, um, yeah, that was the... Um, I went to school, and uh, there was a. Oh, this is interesting for your lady, for your, um, for the women. Uh-huh. I applied to Columbia and NYU to be a physical therapist, and I applied to chiropractic school. I got into Columbia, and when I had the interview at NYU, the woman told me she would never accept me because I had three children and I couldn't be serious about a career. Oh, my. Oh. It was a long time ago. <laughs> well, I, well, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, we still have some of these challenges today. Uh, but, how, I mean, how did you make that decision? You know, see, I'm getting, because when I met you, you know, I was boggled. My mind was boggled. Like Carol said, every 10 years I've changed careers. But from English teacher, you know, you might think the normal migration might be to college professor, you know, teaching courses or going off in another direction. But from English teacher to chiropractor, that's a big jump. That's a big leap, Carol. And Well, I was children. always interested in helping Helping okay. children, helping people. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'll go back and I'll I'll be a physical therapist. You know, I I thought, how can I physic? I was wanted to do something more physical, not just cerebral. Mm-hmm. And so, but then when I didn't get into NYU and I got into Columbia, it was too far of a commute, and I found there was a chiropractic college down the street. So I already had all my prerequisites, which I was doing at night with my children, and um, I went to chiropractic school. Wow. Now, how long did it take you in chiropractic school? And here you're raising three children, and of course you have a husband. And how long did it take you? Oh, not by, I didn't buy the end of chiropractic school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So some of us um, fall that's by the another wayside. story. <laughs> um, it took me it, for almost four years to complete chiropractic school. Wow. Okay. And so by the end of the chiropractic school. So then did you go into your own business, uh, you know, and start your own business at that time? Well, what I did was um, we, of course, got a divorce. And he was a medical doctor. 
and I got nothing except the house and my car. That was it. And support until I graduated, which was six months, because I couldn't afford an attorney. I was in school. I had no money in my name. So I just signed his attorney's paper. Wow. So this is where, so I'm graduating with chiropract, at chiropractic school. I have my degree, my house, my car, no money. What I did was I sold that house, got $50,000 from it. I never will forget this. Oh, no, 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 I didn't. I, I also had a $10,000 student loan mm-hmm. to make the pot even weirder. And um, I sold the house, moved into an apartment, and used that money to build my practice. Okay. So did you have anybody advising you about that? Because that was kind of an a interesting move. You know, woman alone, here you are. Did you have anybody helping you? I did have a partner uh, of, of one of my classmates, um, and, and I decided to start together. But then he, he left after um, probably a year and moved up north. Mm-hmm. But I did, yeah, I did have a partner, but he didn't have any finances. And he had, I think he had a $30,000 student loan. So it was either make it or break it. And, you know, there was no other option. None. Well, I, well you know, Carol, uh, a lot of this, you know, is because I wanted my listeners to see the, the woman who becomes the author, but the experiences that you go through. And I call you and women of that era, myself included, as trailblazers, because many of us, you know, had to make a way, made, not necessarily with all of the finances and all the perks, but nice to get it together. How did you not fall apart and just keep going? And, and even when, when your classmate left a year later, I mean, how did you handle all of that? Well, and, and also I had no, my parents had already died. So there was no, there was zero, oh, wow. um, zero tier two or zero. I mean, there was just nobody. And we moved from New York to California. I didn't know anybody in, in, wow. in, the, in the state. <laughs> well, I, I had one couple we knew, but that was it. Um, I think it's really just, you know, being committed. Like if, if you have a goal Something will come in the way, you'll stop it. But if you have a commitment, nothing is going to stop you. Did you, did you feel deep down inside, Carol, that you were destined to do something significant with your life? Um, I don't know if you're talking about the book, but because that's what I consider the significant part. No, but I, I think... I, I want to back up because I want to back up before the book because Mm -hmm. I want because you've made, you know, significant trailblazing careers. You go from English teacher to chiropractor, chiropractor to medical examiner to author. So I'm trying to develop here this pathway of Carol, who Carol really is. What made you know what inspired you? How did you find all of this strength? to go on to become, you know, the straight-A student? What did you feel inside that you were motivated or something inside of you kept telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something significant? Um, yeah, and it, I think that it is a step back. I didn't really feel that I'm going to do something significant as I felt I'm going to help other people. Okay. Matter of fact, Lisa Nichols, you know, The Secret... Mm-hmm. I worked on her, and she said, you have helped millions because you've worked on me, and now I'm in a better place to help millions. Okay, so I so never a- thought I was going to be the one. I thought... <laughs> uh-huh. You thought what? I thought that, that I could, you know, by, all I wanted to do was help people. Okay. And then they would be the stars. I've worked on a lot of stars before, Marie Osmond and Rocket. I never thought of myself as being the one to be the star. I just wanted to be the one to help people. And I, and I still, still see that and spot that in you. I mean, you are one of the most gracious individuals I met. I mean, really, you oh, reached out so to me. And I, I can see that in you, Carol. And But that, that wanting to help people... Uh, you know, t- will translate itself into, for me, 
my experience, of God actually pushing you into a higher level. Because I think when we empty out of self and it's about helping others, I believe that's when greatness comes. And greatness for me is serving. <laughs> so Yeah, and I'm uh, not I didn't I got I concur with the word serving, but greatness didn't resonate with me. And that's interesting because, you know, for me, my definition of greatness is not necessarily being the superstar, but the fact that you can say, I have shaped and helped people transform their lives. And that's what this show is about. It's about transformation for success. How my life and what happened to me, I was able to transform and rise above. And when you look back at the strategies, maybe we weren't aware of what was really giving us that impetus to continue in spite of divorce, in spite of, I know, hardship, you've got children to raise. You talk about being married to a medical doctor, that you end up with a house and a car, but you've got debt. And so you, you come to the realization that now, being a chiropractor, what moved you? And then you started uh, this practice, and I understand your son continued the practice when you, when you left it. He's still doing it. So how did you get him to engage into becoming a chiropractor? <laughs> what about the fact that my grandson is now getting ready to go to chiropractic school and he's in college doing his prerequisites? Well, see, Grandma, you've been such an influence. <laughs> I know. That's, <laughs> that's um, nice. He just liked the fact that, um, you know, all these patients appeared. And by the way, I just, uh, you know, I was like started from zero. I didn't buy a practice. I just. It started from absolutely zero, zero patients. Um, he liked the lifestyle, meaning you, you're working on people, it's physical, and you're coming home with a good story. This one feels better, you know. And it was, it, it's a positive profession and um, physical and just really rewarding. Well, you know, I, I really want to thank you for sharing that because I wanted to kind of get into Carol, you know, and some of the stuff that you've gone to. So actually, Carol, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back because I want to explore how you became the medical examiner and what is that like? And we'll go from there. So thank you for listening. So listeners will be right back right after this commercial break. And thank you for tuning in today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, hi there, and welcome back to my interview today with Dr. Carol Soloway, who is my shero for today, a special person who definitely has a compelling story. And before we went on break, we were learning a little bit about the Carol, who went from being an English teacher, decided after 10 years to segue into another career to become a chiropractor with zero patients starting from scratch, and now has a grandson and a son who are continuing that legacy of being chiropractors. You know, Carol, you have done to me, a, a, you know, I'm in awe of you really, because I don't know very many women that I've met, and there may be a lot out there, who've actually changed careers, been successful at every one of them. So tell me the miracle that occurred, how you got to become a medical examiner. And I had to go and kind of research what a medical examiner really does. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) It's called a qualified medical examiner. And if there's an attorney and an insurance company that can't agree on the settlement for the patient, they send the patient to me. I examine the patient and write a huge, very boring medical legal report. Okay. <laughs> okay. But again, <laughs> but, but again, here a love, a passion you had from this little girl writing these stories and thinking you couldn't make a living writing stories. So obviously you've been able to channel all of that, that passion and that interest maybe into this career. Are you excited about still being this medical examiner and writing these reports? Um, uh, yes, I, I still do it. I do probably now only about 10 a month, but that takes me, usually it's about 30 hours a week of, mm-hmm. of that translates. So I'm working about 30 hours a week at this profession. Okay, that's great. And now, do you spend a lot of time uh, writing and, uh, you know, and uh, books or writing other kinds of things? Did you start out blogging or you just leaped into this book? Ten years is not a leap. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a slow, slow <laughs> walk. Um, no, I started writing. Oh gosh, I I'd been writing this for for you know from twelve o'clock from midnight to two I would write or midnight to um, whatever. That was when my free time came in. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is wonderful. It looks like you you know, are able to make use of that free time. And that's good, you know, because a lot of people misuse the free time. And I, I think we should use time and not let time use us. Now, that's just Dr. Oh, Young. good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one of the things I want to talk a little bit about, and segue, because you've had such uh, a journey, and women's fiction has been around for a long time, but it skyrocketed uh, about 2012 with the release of Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, by E.L. James, and I remember the oohs and ahs about that book, and not just about the the vivid sex scenes that were in that book, but the story of a woman's journey. So, what are what motivated you to write your book, and how did you come up with the title "Sex Happens"? Well, well, first of all, I was writing this book way before Shades of Grey. I was, you know, starting out mm-hmm. uh, probably two thousand. Five two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with the title because that was you know I was running through all different titles, but that was like the gut punch moment in the book when mm-hmm. when the husband says to the wife, you know I I'm I've fallen in love with somebody else and and um you know and then he says well the sex just happened it doesn't just happen and mm-hmm. so that moment was when she starts questioning herself, as I did. You know, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not enough. And it, it's kind of the moment when we question ourselves. And also the other thing is that um, sex is really part of, of um, you know, every intimate relationship. Right, right. Is this book autobiographical in any way? <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask that. that. Okay, um, the the sex scenes are really, really, um, what do I say, titillating, so it's not autobiographical. No. <laughs> no. But I mean, just um, the fact that the man, the, um, you know, the emotional his... journey is. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Because I, I wondered, I said, you had to go inside to pull that out from, from, from somewhere, you know, and I read the book, and thank you again for giving me a copy of that book, uh, Carol. 
Um, and I, I read it and I, you know, realized and I've shared with a lot of people, it's, listen, listeners, it's more than just a book about sex. Yes, there's some sex scenes in there, a little steamy, but it's really basically a novel about uh, relationships. So, Cheryl, uh, Carol, just share a, a little teaser about the storyline and what this book is really about. Okay, um, the book is um, is about a woman who loses custody of her children, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that. Um, <clears throat> and I, it took me twenty five years to admit this. I did not have custody of my children, which is just. It took me. I, I was twenty mm-hmm. horrific years, but. I did not go to court or do anything the main character does. Um, and what I, and to learn that, I sat at, just recently while writing, I sat at the um, children, the cust- I sat and watched one custody case after another in court mm-hmm. to be able to write that, that mm-hmm. part. But the emotion of it, you know, I, wow. I identify 100%. And um, so it's a woman who loses custody of her children, and she loses it in the book because her husband twists the truth. And I'm not going to tell you how to spoil it. No, but but, but for I want to go back. I want to go back a minute. You you actually went through the trauma of losing your custody of your own children. Well, it's not losing custody. Uh, we I signed the paper, and then he convinced the children to live with him. So it wasn't... Okay. So it wasn't exactly going to court. Uh, But he convinced... How were your children at that time, may I ask? Sure. the age Um, of consent? Were they... 13, 11, and um, 7. What would they know about wanting to live with Dad at that time? That's really interesting. (laughs) That's interesting. Uh, Very simple. Dad has a great house with a swimming pool and um, other stepkids, and Mom has this Stinky apartment with, and she's working twenty seven um, out of twenty four hours a day. I, I can understand. They're going that. to Disneyland versus they're hanging out <clears throat> at home. Yep, 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 yep. I can see that. Yep. All right. So, so a part of that, uh, you could use that in the story. Uh, the storyline, but it must have been, as I'm using your word, horrific to be in court to see what actually happens with custody cases. Can I ask, are there many cases where the, where the women lose custody of their children? Are the cases that you did see? Well, I, I, I know, not the cases I saw, but this is what happened. You know, I never would tell anybody that my children didn't live with me. I was mm-hmm. so embarrassed, so I never discussed it. After the book came out, I can't tell you how many women have come up to me and told me that, that's their story. Yes. I was shocked. Yes. Shocked. Isn't it Because I never spoke oh, to anybody. Gosh. Isn't it freeing, Carol, when we reveal our secrets to find out you're not alone? You are not uh, alone. The, the, book is, was, the book was cathartic for me <laughs> after that. <laughs> wow. That, that is... Never I, told know, my story. I, well, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. But I, I know, I felt in the, you know, the book, I felt a lot of it was you. I mean, it, you know, the writer gets in, but there's so much of your soul and spirit that goes into a book. I guess I'm saying that because I just finished mine. <laughs> but the, the, the main character or the characters in that book are interesting. What do you want the readers to take away from this novel. And then let me back up a minute. Let me just back up before. Because is this a woman's novel or will men read it as well? That's my first question. I didn't, to answer your question, I didn't think one man would read the book. And I've already had um, several men come up to me and tell me that they've read it. No, it is not a man's book. This is Truly, a, a book for for women in my in my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, there. What we hear from a lot of reports too that there is uh, an audience for women's books and stories, but stories that reveal our journeys. And I'm really glad that women are ready, and and as well as men uh, that are ready for this. And then we know more and more there's a lot of sensuality 
that is in the books because that's real. I mean, it's truly, that's life. Um, and it's not that it's like it's porno, but it is, it's about some of these sensual scenes that are in their work. So this brings me to the question, what do you want the readers to take away from your novel? Well, I, first of all, I want to I want to just address that thing what what you said about essential. I mm-hmm. I I looked over the book last night just in preparation for this, and I realized that there are graphic sex scenes. I will say, but they were needed to mm-hmm. move the mm-hmm. plot to show her, you know, being only with her husband, and now mm-hmm. she's with another with a lover. But I mm-hmm. noticed that when the relationship sort of soured. None of the sex scenes uh, progressed. In other words, he, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there was no. I couldn't write angry sex, is what I'm saying. There is no. So yeah, sensual was easy to write, but I just mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't do the other one. So that's. But what I want women to take away from the book is we so often give our power of our our egos, our self worth to someone else, to the man in the relationship, to the other woman in our, you know, to, mm-hmm. and I want women to gain a belief in themselves, to gain, you know, no matter what happens, what someone else does to you, mm-hmm. you're responsible for you. Do you, you know, when you say that too, Carol, it brings to my mind too, with so much now in the world with social media, with all of the technology, we have our growing numbers of millennial women. Do you think that the women today, some of our millennials in particular, are still giving their power away? I mean, have they learned anything from some of us <laughs> who've shared our stories and <laughs> we're trying to you know, help them find their voices and speak their voices? Ah, good point. Um, I don't, you know, um, what, uh, I think that um, the millennials might um, have a little bit more of a disconnect than we ever had Mm -hmm. because of the social media. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, I really, I really can't answer that because I haven't, you know, I I don't know what, I don't know what will, you know, what will get them to realize that it's, you know, it's the people in our lives who are so important, and not all of our machines. And that's and and, right. and you know, right. living to take a picture and post it on social media is not like living. Well, that's true. It's true. But you know, I I ponder this the question that I ask you many many times because we are. And I know we are products of value system of what we were when we are. We come out of a value system where, well, and I know you and I are somewhat similar in age, where we were, you know, sort of in a lockstep sequence of things. You go to, you grow up, you go to college, you get, you get married, you have children, and you're supposed to live heavily, happily ever after. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, that one. no. <laughs> you know, I, I was the first person in my family to ever get a divorce. That was traumatic. Wow. Well, because the thing is, you don't divorce. You just endure. You accept. So, um, you know, so when we start talking about women today who, here's this woman in this in this book that doesn't, you know, that loses her children. I mean, you know, and how many women have gone through or might be going through that similar situation today? Will this book help them? <laughs> Well, you know, you said, you know, you don't have to have it that horrific as far as losing your children. When you're in a divorce situation, you don't have your control of your children every holiday. I mean, there are holidays where Mm -hmm. you're alone. So it's not only for someone who's lost custody. It's also for someone who's gone through a divorce and knows what it is to have a holiday without your children to, you know, not, not be told when or not mm-hmm. not be told when there's uh, one event you know so that there's a wider um ability wider group of women who could identify i think uh, you know one of the things uh, uh in your book and you make a good point about this cuz this novel i mean this book 
is so much about relationships. Um, for me, that's what I got out of the novel of reading it so far, you know, because, and you asked that question, uh, you pose it, have you ever fallen with a, fallen in love with a person that you thought you knew and you get married to them, you find out you really don't know them. Do we really ever know anyone inside and out? Do we really ever know? <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that we might even, and you know, we don't know how people are going to react to adversity at first. And, um, you know, we don't know who's going to be there when the chips are down. You know, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't aging. I mean, we just, you just don't, we don't even know ourselves. Like, what did I say? Sometimes when we lose the ones we love, the most we find ourselves. We don't even know how we're going to react to certain yes. things. That's true. But you know, one of the main things out of that book that really resonated with me is that the big T-R-U-S-T, trust. What happens when you're tr- the person you trusted, whether it's a man, whether it's a friend, betrayal, tr- you lose trust. How do you rebuild the trust that is one of the hardest things, I think, when all else, trust is gone. Because to me, the basis of any human satisfying relationship is trust. Whether it's a friendship with a gal friend, even with your mom, <laughs> you know, family members, trust is such a big, big factor for me. And so Oh, I agree. Uh, so for many women and men, it's how do you build or rebuild trust. I think that that in the book, her Carol, next relationship. Hello. Hi, I'm going to stop you right there because I asked that question, and guess what? We're going to go on a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about how many women can rebuild trust. So, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. This is great. Sex happens. Novel by Dr. Carol Soloway. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there, and welcome back to my interview with Dr. Carol Soloway, author of the book, Sex Happens, and I should say novel, author of the novel, Sex Happens. She goes from a journey from teacher, English teacher, to chiropractor, to medical examiner, to author of her novel, Sex Happens, and we're talking about this today. Carol has shared her career journey and how she came to write this sexy, adventurous, and somewhat dangerous novel, <laughs> I want to say. So we were talking about, uh, because I have read the book, and I, and I like the book, and I'm going to recommend it. We'll tell you where you can get it at the end of the show. But we were talking about how trust, 
once trust is betrayed in a relationship, even if it's between a girlfriend or even with a mother or dad, how do you rebuild trust? So, Carol, is there any way in the book that this comes about? I don't want you to tell, the, but we'll just talk in general. How do we rebuild trust? Well, I... And I'm going to just go to the book first because I specifically had her questioning trust, and you picked it up, this is amazing, in the second relationship that she could not trust, she didn't mm-hmm. believe. Um, she couldn't trust, what do I say, she couldn't trust his love, but she could trust his lust. And um, so trust is is something that takes a long time to build, but in the book and in life, which is where I'm going, mm-hmm. she had a group of, of female friends, the First Friday Book Club, mm-hmm. and that was her source, her anchor. Those women had her back. They were there for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think trust is something that develops over time. Mm-hmm. Or yes, it's yes. just an instant connect, which is rare. Mm-hmm. 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 It is so true. You know... Um, Thank you for sharing that um, because it is it's so important uh, for many of us. And then trying to rebuild when you go into another relationship. I think, you know what, uh, the thought came to me that it may be harder. And I know that's I'm posing a rhetorical question. Is it harder for men to re- rebuild trust than women? <laughs> we might want to take a survey mm. about that. <laughs> because, well, because once a man has been betrayed, or if that would have happened, if we take this situation where the woman tells the man, you know, uh, I, I just fell in love with somebody else. He says, well, what happened? She says, sex just happens. Sex happens. You know, and the man would not be able to, rec- I think, recover quickly. Because usually they hang on from my little limited research to sort of hang on to that, particularly if they've been betrayed. So rebuilding trust for a man might be a little bit more difficult than a woman. I don't know, Carol. That's something that we can maybe talk about in the book clubs and we talk about this this novel. Yeah, I I don't... I think it depends so much on the person. Well, and I think it does. I mean, you created these characters... Um, and then it's like when you create these characters and they come into your life, I mean, they take on a life. Do you own them, Carol? Do you get that much where you actually feel you own these characters? Um, I don't know why they keep coming into my car and my shower. It's really really, um, uh, difficult to to take a shower alone. Um, Yeah, I, they, um, they're, they're still, I still have um, some unfinished business with them, which you'll see in the okay, next book. That's be great, because I figured there should be a sequel. But, you know, one of the main things I think in this novel, and I'm going to say to the listeners out there, you know, we think this will never happen to me or it couldn't happen to me. But, you know, it happens to a lot of women all over the world, uh, divorce or separation. And, I think we've looked at the statistics and a lot of the marriages really end in divorce. And I recently had a personal friend say, I've never seen a happy marriage. And he's 56 years old. He says, I've never seen a happy marriage. And when, when, when divorces occur, the fallout can be so horrific. And I think it affects Carol men probably just as, just as drastically as it affects women because it breaks up a family, breaks up relationships, children, um, and then you've got to fill in the blanks with the holidays, with Christmas, with, you know, uh, of being alone or not in a relationship. So it, it's really something to think about. When you started writing uh, this Boy, I novel- just want to say, Nora Ephraim said it best. You know, the one who did Sleepless in Seattle, she said, yes. she said marriages come and go, but divorce lasts forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I, I do believe that. I believe that part of that is true. But look, you were able to find another love personally. And I know, and I ask you this question, and I want to just say this too, because I had asked you, Carol, I know you have a very stable and happy marriage. And you stated your husband is nothing like any of the characters in the novel. How did you avoid not actually putting your husband in it? <laughs> 
He was my proofer. Oh. Um, I, um, well, I started writing it. Um, well, no, I started writing it when I knew him. Um, I just, it Hello? wasn't about, it wasn't about this relationship. It was, uh, it was something that, that I wanted to empower women, but I didn't want to give them like a, a saccharine fix. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? I wanted them to go through the mud first. Carol, you know, I, I know that personally that you have a very stable and happy marriage and a husband who's nothing like any of your characters in the novel. How did you avoid not putting him in it? <laughs> because <laughs> he's fascinating, he's handsome, uh, and you guys have a great marriage. So how were you able to create that, that, this character, the male character in this book? Um, the male character, um, well, first of all, it, my life would be very boring. No one, you, even when you write a book, you need a drama, you need, um, angst. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just kept, I made, made up this, um, made up this character and mm-hmm. actually both of the male characters I made up, the, the main male characters and, um, just kept amplifying their their traits and the things they did and um and then after i wrote the book i met the main character he came into my office he looked like the character wore the same watch and did exactly what the character did in my book are you serious <laughs> and i will tell you what he wanted to do in real life was he bought my practice and didn't want to pay, and so he tried to pay somebody to take me out of my car, take me to Compton, and leave me there. What? Yep, for $5,000. And if you read the book, you would know that there might be something like that, but I wrote it all before I met this person who looked, oh my goodness, he had the same name as my main character, character before I changed it. Well, your character came alive because you wrote it and he came <laughs> it alive. Scary. Well, so everybody you know, knows I, wants me to write a book about them winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, do you, well, do you sort of believe when you put some things out there in the universe, you know, uh, and when you speak it, when you write it and you speak it, do you believe it, it manifests itself? That's the purpose that? of telling this this story. Yep. So, the thing is, we want to tell. I'm going to say, I'm going to tell. I'm going to be telling positive stories, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's what I said. Everybody want, wants me to tell a story about them winning the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm going to have you tell that story for me. But this is absolutely a must-read book, and I just really want you to know how much I have really enjoyed having you on the show today and sharing a bit of who Carol is and more importantly, your book, Sex Happens. Um, I just really want to wish you so much success with this. And I know your book's going to become a bestseller. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just, you know, thinking of, uh Oh, what are we going to do next? So Carol, is there a, a next coming? A what? A next, a sequel. Oh, well, um, it depends how this one sells on Amazon. Um, it's, it's, um, I'm, I have a hundred pages into book two, but I'm, I'm spending all of my energy on promoting this one. Okay. And I so think I've, that's, I've, that's, that's, that's great. I want to just, um, ask how can people purchase, uh, your book? Uh, or is it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or give me a website where people can contact you. Um, they can contact me on www.sexhappensanovel.com or my email, csoloway at ca.rr.com. And um, I will answer any questions, speak at book mm-hmm. clubs, but it's available on Amazon and um, Kindle. That that. I'm just so excited, you know, because actually you have lived uh, with going through a career change every 10 years. And like I said, when I first learned that about you, I was like, you're kidding me. (laughs) But against all odds, you were able to continue living your dream. So today, what do you think is going to be next 
for you, Carol. Uh, as I'm you already on it. Okay, you're on it. Well, it, I, I have the answer. I'm I'm working. Uh, an agent did pick it up to try to sell it for a movie. And okay. what I'm doing now in this career is I'm working with the screenwriter that she selected and helping him transition it to a screen play. So I'm I, on my I'm on my next career. Ten years, it's done. <laughs> I think this is wonderful. You know, listeners, today I know you've enjoyed hearing the transformational journey of the author, Dr. Carol Soloway, and how a woman who changed her career every decade continues to live her dream and making it happen. So there are many challenges, you know, that we all face in today's world, some good, some bad, some ugly. And there are many of you I know around the world who are brokenhearted, disappointed, disillusioned, and maybe locked into a standstill mode, afraid to pursue your dreams. But as you listen to Carol today, Holloway, and sharing her story, pursue anyhow. You can do anything you set your mind to, and you will never know where your journey will lead, as in Dr. Soloway's case, to become a fiction writer. So I want to challenge you this week, ladies and gentlemen, take time before the end of the week to understand what you are here to do. Get inside, look within yourself, because when you do, you will pursue it with passion and enthusiasm. So I want you to listen in next week as I have another guest with an incredible story that you will not want to miss. So this is going to be your year. So transformation for success is your journey. Carol, again, Dr. Soloway, thank you very much for being on the show today because it really was a blessing to have you. And I'm looking forward to having Dr. Carol on my television show in July. So I want your listeners out there to be tuned in. We're going to make a lot of announcements about her being on the show where she'll be interviewed in person, and we're going to share a little bit more about her book. But until then, be inspired, be challenged, be encouraged, and be forever transformed. Have a great week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.